Hey friends, thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. This is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD, and I am so grateful that you are joining us on our self-care journey. I want to ask you to remember to make sure that you subscribe so that you're always aware of a new conversation that drops, that you rate us because we want to know how we're doing. Give us five stars. And that you leave a review so that other people can know what we're talking about and know why they should join in on the conversation. Thank you so much for your help. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey, friends. I know I sound crazy, but we're going to deal, right? It's going to be a good episode. This is Kristen Denise, uh, your girl KD, here with another episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. Um, this week's episode is also coming late, just like last week's episode. This time, because I was traveling back from Kenya. Um, my week in Kenya was phenomenal, like, OMG, such a good time, such great experiences. I love and I already miss my new Kenyan family. So, Jackson, Ashley, Vince, Pastor Dennis, Zach, everybody. I miss you guys so much um, already, and I cannot wait to come back. But I'm also happy to be home and to be back in my space, rejuvenated, uh, renewed, refueled, to keep fighting the good fight um, and love it on myself well so that I can love others better and sharing my messages of self-care and progress and all this other fun stuff with my people. So little podcast fun fact, I'm gonna try to do these every couple weeks or whenever it hits me. Actually, I'm not gonna put a time frame to it. I'm gonna go with the flow. Um, podcast fun fact this week, we are celebrating that the black girls got to self care is now listened to in 20 countries, including the US. So that is super exciting. I'm also including Kenya, which warmed my little heart and Rwanda, my first country that I uh, was able to visit on the continent of Africa. So that has brought me some really really amazing joy um obviously the u.s is still my top most of my listeners come from the united states i believe texas is still in the lead for uh the listeners that are out here keeping me in these podcast streets shout out to baby girl from houston who last week was it last week or the week before who was like i'm listening from houston thank you so much um actually if you email me your address if you feel comfortable doing that if you email me DM me your address on the um, Black Girls Guide to Self-Care Instagram page. I'll send you a little something in the mail. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you, girl. Um, so, yeah. So, we're going to jump right into today because, as you can see, I kind of barely have a voice, but I'm going to work with what I got. Oh, before we jump into today, actually, let me say this. All of my episodes for the month of December are potentially going to be a little late. Simply because my life has so much popping for the month of December. Um, obviously started before Thanksgiving with my trip to Kenya, then traveling back. This coming weekend, I have three people who are significant in my life. They have birthdays coming up. Um, and it's also uh, closing out of the last week of school. So I got homework and stuff that I'm going to do as soon as I'm done recording um, before I head out to church today. So... December's got a lot of go got a lot going on. The following weekend is my graduation weekend. Obviously, that has to take priority. 
um, over other stuff. So that weekend, it'll probably be late. Um, and my mommy will be in town. So mommy definitely takes priority over everything else. And I think the weekend after that, I go to Michigan. So I'm all over the place. And the weekend after that, I believe I go out of town for New Year's. Not starting about that trip yet, trying to see what I can make shape. But I do not want to be in Atlanta for New Year's. So I'm trying to make something happen. We'll see what it is, though. But, yeah, so obviously the kids got a lot going on. And by a lot, I mean a lot. So uh, these episodes, I promise to be consistent and still drop an episode every week unless something extreme happens. It just might not be on our regular day of Saturday. So give me a little grace in that. I appreciate you in advance and celebrate with me this month. This is a month full of activities that will intentionally infuse joy into my life, which will add to my self-care. Because this is a challenging month for me normally. Um, we'll also have the anniversary of my aunt's death and burial. Like, So it, I got a lot. I got a lot going on on both sides. Um, so give the kids some grace. Still rock with me. I'm still out here. I still love you. I'm still grateful. Um, and I'm still self-caring, which is how I'm making it from thing to thing to thing. Because while having a lot of activities is great. It's also very draining mentally, emotionally, spiritually at a time when I'm already drained. So there's that. So thank you. Thank you so much for your grace in this season full of love and grace. Yay. Um, Now we can jump into today's episode. So today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care is all about dealing with the imposter in you um, that you face. So a couple of months ago, actually at the beginning of the year, I was talking to my therapist and I was talking about the fact that I was dealing very, very heavily with imposter syndrome. Now, just kind of a a short and sweet definition of imposter syndrome is that when you deal with imposter syndrome, you kind of feel like you don't really belong in the rooms that you're in. You don't necessarily think you're qualified to do whatever it is that you might be doing. Um, And it could be across the board or it could be in one specific sphere of life or work or volunteering or whatever the case may be. But on some level, you don't feel that you actually deserve the role that you have. And when you function, you're functioning as if somebody's going to find out that you don't deserve, that you don't belong. And so there's this fear that goes along with that. Like, oh, my God, at some point, somebody's going to open their eyes and realize, like, why the hell do we give this job to her? Or why do we give her this responsibility? Or, you know, why is she the one in the room? Um, And it And you believe that even though you shouldn't, like, even though that shouldn't be the case, because one, you are qualified. Um, in particular, if you're a black woman, anybody else, don't get offended by this. I'm speaking directly to my sisters because I know our plight really well. So if you are listening and you're not a black woman, don't be offended by what I say. You may have your own version of this. I don't know it intimately because I'm not you. I know what I've experienced as a black woman. And what I will say is typically speaking as a black woman, 9.9 times out of 10, if you've made it to the position, if you've made it in the room, if you've gotten to a certain level, you're actually probably more qualified than the other people doing the role because there is a lot of truth to the adage that you have to work twice as hard to get half as much. So by nature of the fact that you're at the table, in the position, on the team, leading the program, whatever the case may be, you're actually probably overqualified for it in most instances. And if by some chance that you are underqualified, typically speaking, the work ethic and the tenacity and um, the willingness to learn and excel 
for black women in particular, those who end up in positions of leadership is going to take you over the top before anything takes you under. So girl, you where you supposed to be. You actually might need to be at a higher level, but we're going to work and we're going to get there. Right. So that's just, let's just put that out there. But even still, we deal with imposter syndrome. So quick statistic on imposter syndrome, more often than not, women will experience it versus men. It's something like 84% of people who report having experienced imposter syndrome are women. Crazy, right? We're the ones out here doubting ourselves and questioning whether or not we belong in the spaces that we have worked really, really hard and fought really, really hard to be in. And then we get there and we think it's a joke. Um, Or we think that it was somebody made the wrong decision. Let me help you out, sis. They made the perfect decision. They made the right decision. And you will excel in the position if you give yourself a chance. Okay? So, I'm going to talk to some about a few tips to help us deal with imposter syndrome. One, know who you are. And not like really know who you are. Good and bad, right? I know who I am on both sides of things. I know what I do really well, what I'm super confident in. I know what I'm interested in and like where I want to excel in the future. I know what I do okay right now, but I definitely have room to grow. And I know what's just not in my wheelhouse, okay? It ain't there. It probably ain't ever going to be there. I don't even want it or need it there because that's some that's a place where somebody else can shine like a rock star. So I don't need to be in that position taking the light away from somebody who would get in that position and blow it out the water. It ain't for me. It ain't going to be for me. If I ain't got to do it, I'm not going to do it. And if I, even if I get assigned to it, I'm going to try to find a person who could be a rock star in it. So they have the opportunity to shine, right? So know who you are. Sit down and take stock of your skills, of your abilities, of your experiences, of your likes, of your desires, of where you're passionate and be able to own a room A couple of years ago, I was interviewing for a job. It's a job different from what I have now. And, you know, they asked that standard interview question. You know, can you tell us some things that you're good at? You know, what what would you say are some of your, you know, skills where you're highly qualified? Whatever, whatever, whatever. And my response was, how many do you want? Why? Because I know that there are several things that I excel in that I'm excellent at because I've taken stock of who I am. And me asking that question, um, I was being interviewed by two older white men and a like a middle-aged black man. All of them, like their eyes jumped out of their face. Like, whoa, whoa, I, nobody's ever asked me that before. No one's ever said that before. In all my years of interviewing, no one has ever asked me how many do I want. And my response in, in genuine honesty, not in cockiness, but I am confident in who I am, was maybe they didn't know who they were. But that's not my issue. I know exactly who I am. And they were like, well, I mean, do, would you like to start with three? And I said, sure. And I rattled off my what I thought at that time were my three top traits and why. And those men were floored because that level of confidence shocks people. I think in particular coming from someone at the time like me, black woman, young, um, not too young, but younger uh, sitting in this room about with an organization I had just learned about, but able to speak to how I add value with no problem. And then, you know, they came back and they were like, you know, can, what are some of your weaknesses? And I did the same thing. I said, how many do you want? 
because just as confident as I am in what I can do and where I excel, I'm actually super fine with where I have room to grow. Like I don't shy away from that. I don't hide from that. It's a part of who I am and that same level of confidence. And these are the places where I have room to grow also floored them because people usually aren't that honest or that forthright with those same things with the um with the room for growth areas as they are with the this is where I excel areas. Um, a couple of years ago, I said the only way to be 100% okay, like to be completely fine and good with who you are is being 100% okay with who you're not. I am 100% okay with both. This is who I am. This is where I excel. This is what I do and I do it well and you want me in the room to do it. Promise. Flip side. This is not what I do. Let's find somebody who does it. I might be able to keep it afloat. But if you want to see me excel, this is not the assignment you want to give me. Promise. (laughs) So I make promises on both sides of that. Where can you make those promises? Sit down and write a list. Figure it out. Like, boom. If you give me these things to do, I'm a shine. It's going to go so well. This is where I rock it out. Me, it's typically anything working with kids, I'm going to do well. I do well with uh, training people, um, program curriculum development, program design, making connections with people and like making them want to work with me. I do really well at relationship building. Like I do well and I don't have to hide it or lie about it or act like it's not true. I do well. And when I get the opportunity to do those things, I'm going to do well because that's what I do. Funny enough, when I um, worked at a nonprofit that deals with race and racial reconciliation and I was put over kids programming, boom, you got me in my sweet spot, something work with kids. And I was developing a major program for this summer, boom, curriculum and program development, sweet spot. So I'm getting to do curriculum program development for kids on a topic I care about, anti-racism. And I remember sitting and talking with my therapist about how I felt like at some point somebody was going to open their eyes and be like, what do we do? Why do we put her here? And there were moments and she's and she told me what I'm gonna tell you is she's like, you got a fact check thoughts. All kinds of thoughts can come to your mind at any point in time and be triggered by any number of things for any number of reasons. And in that moment, you have to fact check. She said, listen, when those thoughts come, because you can't stop them from coming. Look at your list of skills. Look at your previous accomplishments. Look at where you, you know, do really well and compare it to what you're hearing in your head and and you let the facts help you move forward. And I had to do that several times over the last year leading up to this program because there were people who doubted me. There were people who didn't know me well, so they didn't know my skill set. They didn't know my track record. And they would ask questions or do certain things that would chip away at my confidence a little bit because I was nervous because I was doing these things, but in a new space and in a new way. Um, and I was, it was definitely heavy lifting mentally, emotionally, and spiritually and professionally for me, because while, yes, this is a skill set. Yes. These are things I've done. Yes. These are my sweet spots. Again, putting it together in this format, doing it in this way, this is new and I'm a little nervous, right? And so when things would happen that would try to chip away in my confidence and my belief in who I am and what I could get done, I had to pull the facts every time. When have you not done well at this? When have you not given 100%? When has there not been a good response? When have you not succeeded? Oh, okay, never? We're not going to start today then. 
we're not going to start right now. Like you are capable to do that. You have everything in you necessary to get this done. So when you find yourself having moments of questioning who you are and if you really belong in the role, in the space, in the position, sit down and fact check. Like, no, for real. Who am I? Remind yourself who you are and why you're there. And it's not because you're not qualified. I promise no one is breaking down any doors to give opportunity, position, title, money, anything to an unqualified black woman. We got to fight for qualified black women to get them. So they're surely not working and hustling backwards, trying to give it to somebody who's not qualified. Not going to happen, friend. So that's number one. Know who you are. Okay, be super honest about it. It even comes up in one of my favorite movies, Black Panther, when he's fighting um, with a boy from the Jabari tribe over who's going to be the new king of Wakanda. And at one point, he's kind of getting his tail whooped. And Angela Bassett yells out, show him who you are. Listen, when it feels like you're getting your tail whooped by your work projects as an entrepreneur, whatever the case may be, pause and remember You don't have to tell anybody anything, but show them who you are, okay? And I promise you, you're going to do well. So that's number one. Like, remember who you are. Remember what you're good at. Take stock of it. Be super honest about where you, that ain't your thing. And you don't necessarily have to take those things on. Or if you do take them on, work diligently to find somebody who is really good at them to be a support or a partner in helping you get things done. Um, and kick imposter syndrome in the face. Boom. That's number one. Number two, take stock of, um, how you're feeling in general. I realize when I am depressed, when I am anxious about other stuff, it will impact how I feel in different spaces. So it doesn't even have anything to do with the space. It has everything to do with like life and emotions in general, um, in my life. And so I've had to learn to figure out if this thought of I don't belong here, I'm not supposed to be here is really reflective of the room and the space that I'm in. And I'm feeling that because of that environment or do I have some other things happening in life that are impacting how I feel in a particular moment, but they have nothing to really do with it. Um, And that happens. I'll be super honest. That happens to me. More often than not, in particular, when I'm in a cycle of depression or anxiety, like what might be happening internally, mentally, most that has nothing to do with anything else, has me doubting and questioning myself everywhere else. So take stock of what's going on in your life and how it's impacting how you're feeling professionally in particular um, or in places where you have positions of leadership and power, because it does impact it. And you need to be mindful of where those thoughts are coming from so you can address them. When I am aware of like, you know what, you are depressed right now, Kristen. So let's deal with depression. Let's deal with the things we know that help us feel better when we're depressed so that we can resolve these issues of imposter syndrome over here. Because outside, outside things can impact it. So take stock of your life in general. Like is something going on somewhere else in your relationships, friendships, whatever the case may be at home with your parents. That's impacting how you feel about yourself over here where you're called to deliver and produce and achieve. And if so, deal with those things so that those feelings can dissipate um, and you can punch imposter syndrome in the face and, and ride out. The next thing is 
Don't live into people's expectations of you. That's a good way to get yourself messed up. Because there are times when people expected things from me. I'm like, I don't know why you expected that. And you didn't say anything about it. Um, Like, deal with what's in front of you. Deal with what's communicated. Deal with what you agreed to. I'm very clear about what I agree to with people. You want me to X, Y, Z. Correct? Cool. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to do it really well. But anything beyond that, you can't hold me accountable for that. You didn't communicate it. You can't hold me accountable for that. You didn't train me in it. If I ask for training in particular, like I remind people very quickly of how can you hold me accountable to something you didn't equip me for that I didn't agree to? Like, this is what we said, right? This is where we are, right? So this is what I should be expected to produce, right? And did I produce it? Did I produce it well? Great. So I hold people accountable. I I only let people hold me accountable to what we agreed to, not all the extra stuff. In particular, if they expected it and didn't communicate it. I advocate for myself fiercely in those moments. No, I'm not going to take your projections and, and own them as if I've done something wrong. In particular, if I haven't. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I fell short, I fell short. It don't happen often, but it does happen and I can own it. I can be cool with that because it happens. But I'm not owning anything, not a single solitary thing that you didn't communicate, that I didn't agree to, that I did not know I was required to do because you didn't say it. I'm not doing that because as you own those things, it will again eat away at who you really are. And you're like, oh, how am I feeling? Like, I thought I did everything I could. Odds are if you did. And if you did and it had something that wasn't communicated or wasn't clear, and in particular, if you ask for clarity and communication and they didn't give it, that's not my responsibility. Not my circus, not my monkeys. And I'm not going to let you put it off on me. I refuse to own your mess. I own mine 100 percent all day, but I'm not taking yours. That's not fair to me. And I'm not going to do that to myself, to my self-perception or self-awareness. I don't read minds. That's not in my skill set. So if you don't communicate it, I don't know. And I don't do work I didn't agree to. It might, And there are things that come up and maybe I didn't agree to initially, but it's now a part of my responsibility. But at that point, it's communicated and I agree to add it on. If I don't, <coughs> excuse me, agree to add it on, I'm not owning it. I'm not taking it on. That's unfair to me. I'm not going to do that. Unless it's something for whatever reason I really, really, really want to do. I'm already equipped for, I'm ready to shine and rock it out. Or it's a place where I want to grow, where I want to gain some new knowledge or new experience, then fine. But it's still got to be communicated with the the expectations, the responsibilities, whatever the case may be, right along with it. And when it's not, I can't own that. And neither can you. Don't take on um, the negative feelings from other people's shortcomings. I'm not doing that. And you shouldn't either. It's unhealthy and will have you questioning yourself as if you've done something wrong when you didn't do anything wrong. They set you up to fail, be it intentional or unintentional. It's still what they did. And that's what we've got to deal with. Not this other stuff. Cool. Cool. So, you know, show them who you are. Be honest about what you're good at and what you're not good at. Take stock of what's happening in your life. Um... Take stock of what you've committed to, what you've agreed to. Don't live in other people's expectations. In particular, there are unclear expectations of who you are or what you do or how you get stuff done. It's totally not fair to you. You don't have to do that. 
Um, and if you do those things, oh, and always bet on yourself. I am learning to always bet on myself. I know what I am capable of because I take stock of what I can and cannot do and my skills and abilities and where I've grown and where I want to grow. And I'm going to give it a shot. I am learning at this point in my existence to always give it a shot. I'm an example. When I wrote The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care, I didn't know if anybody would buy it. A place I'm not, when I say this is what I'm good at, this is what I'm not good at. Marketing ain't really my thing. I could produce some content. I could produce some work. Putting it out there for real, for real, for real. That ain't really what I do. I own that. That's where I need help. That's where I hire people. That's where I get other people to assist me in what's going on is marketing and design. Because that's not what I do. Um, But I have gotten a royalty check every month since I put that book out. Because people are still buying it, even with me not being good at marketing. And people are still talking about how it's helped them, even with me not being good at marketing. And people are still using it in their programs, even with me not being good at marketing. Because I bet on myself. I bet on my knowledge of self-care. I bet on my desire to see black women in particular well. I bet on my ability to produce quality curriculum that will have good life impact. I bet on Kristen. And you know what? I delivered. I bet on me with this new book, 28 Days to Launch. Why? Because even in this low season of my life, I'll do it. I'm going to do a recap towards the end of the year, in particular of all the things I was able to accomplish in fourth quarter. I'll talk about all the things I've done this year, all the things I've done over the last few months with all of the craziness I had going on in my life is mind blowing when I sit down and look at it. But I'll be darned if I didn't do everything I committed to do. I'll be darned if I didn't excel in every area I was expecting to excel in. I have a podcast that's listened to in 20 countries. I haven't been to 20 countries, but I have a podcast that has been because I bet on myself finally in this area and said, we're going to start a podcast. Do you have all the equipment? Nope. Are you good at marketing? Still not good at marketing, but do you have a message to share with people? Do you have something that you believe will help people live their best possible life? And do you want to get it out there in the world? Yes, I do. And because I do, I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to put it out there. And once I put it out there, whatever happens, happens, but nothing can happen if I don't bet on myself first and put it out there. Um, another great example of that will actually be from this past week in Kenya. Shout out again to my Kenyan family. I love and miss you guys. Um, but when I know I was going to Kenya, I have a friend who lives there most of the year. Um, she actually is in Atlanta right now. So I finally make it to Kenya. She in Atlanta. Go figure. Whatever. Life happens. Um, but her team took care of me. And as we were figuring out like what I was going to do like during my time there, it's had an itinerary. Something in me said, why not tell her about the work that you've been doing? Why not tell her about the workshops that you produce? Why not tell her about the ways that you can invest back in them? Like this, this doesn't just have to be a, a, a leisure trip, although it was mostly leisure and I needed it and I'm grateful. But you can leave something of you in Kenya if you say something, right? So I took a risk. I, I bet on myself. Do these people need this? I don't know, but I'm going to tell her that I have it to offer and we'll see what happens. And I told her, you know, one of the things I've been focusing on is, you know, doing workshops for people. And these, you know, I, I love doing the self-care workshops, probably one of my favorite things that I do. And I have an organization workshop that I've gotten some good feedback on. So, you know, can, can, we, can we do this? Is this something you think would be beneficial for your students, for your staff? 
And she was like, oh my goodness, yes. Will you do both of them? Sure. So on Wednesday, on the day before Thanksgiving in the U.S., I was in Nairobi, Kenya, and I led three workshops. Two on self-care, one on organization. And when I say the feedback that I received from the people that participated had me in tears because I bet on myself. I bet on the fact that this is where I add value. This is where I can shine in any space you put me in. Will you let me shine my light in Nairobi? She said yes. Honestly, the most she could have said was no. Ain't no big. I was going to be in Kenya anyway. I was going to be living my best life anyway. So it wouldn't have been the end of the world if she said no. But me willing to take a risk and bet on myself and the value of what I have to offer. She said yes. And because she said yes and because I had this experience, I may be going back to Kenya to do it again. And on a bigger level because it had such impact with the small team I was able to work with. Betting on myself is opening doors for me to do things that I said, this is what I want to do. And I said, I don't know how I'm going to get it done. You know how I'm going to get it done? By taking every opportunity I can to shine a light in this world. And you know where you shine your light? As a place where your skills and your passion combine. And that happened for me on Wednesday in Nairobi. And as a result, a door has been opened for me to see myself doing exactly what I said I wanted to be doing with my life in the next 10 years. Bet on yourself and remind yourself of who you are. God used that experience in my life to remind me of what he created me for, of dreams that I have had for years and just could not figure out how in the world it was going to happen. Not only am I a speaker now, not only am I a trainer now, I'm an international speaker and trainer. Because I took a risk and I bet on me. Where can you take a risk and bet on you? Where you, can you take advantage of a new opportunity that's going to grow your skill set? Where can you shine a light in a new place? Where can you pour out into someone else or a community? Like I have taken several bets on myself in this season, which is why I'm graduating on December 14th. Because I bet on myself to say, like, well, I have all these responsibilities right here. I can do what I need to do to finish my degree and excel. As of today, I have A's in both of my classes. As of today, I'm walking across that stage on December 14th. What a perfect semester. Is it only two classes? Yep. Is it only seven credit hours? Sure. But is it seven credit hours while working a full-time job, while working a part-time job, while writing another book, while doing international trainings in Kenya? It is. I blew my own mind. Where can you go and blow your own mind by taking a chance and betting on yourself? I never believed that I would have a podcast that this many people would listen to. I desired it, but because I'm not good at marketing and promotion, I didn't know how it would happen. And it's happening because I bet on myself and took a risk and said, this is what I have to say to the world. I'm going to put it out there. And I get to see posts now on social media of go listen to my favorite podcast. I'm somebody's favorite podcast. Are you kidding me? But I am. Because I bet on me. So where can you bet on you? And then on the days where you forget who you are, because living life can easily make us forget. You have all of this evidence as a reminder 
of who you are, of what you can accomplish, of what it looks like for you to be in your sweet spot and to shine and to grow and to show the world that when God made you the way he made you, he didn't make a mistake. There are things that I get to do now that I was reprimanded for in previous positions because they didn't understand who I was and what I was meant to do. And I didn't either. So we were misaligned. And I'm now being celebrated for and paid for and encouraged for because no mistakes were made when I was designed. And I am bold enough to say that the same is true for you. No mistakes were made with the way that you were designed. There could be some misalignment. You could potentially be out of position. Um, So let's get ourselves on track. And part of the way we get ourselves on track is to remind ourselves of who we are, of who we're meant to be, of what we're called to do. And we punch imposter syndrome in the face. We send it moving and we stand boldly in our light and we shine it on the world. The world is dark enough. I refuse to add more to it. I will be a light in dark places. I will do the things I was created to do. I will continue to excel at the things I was created to do. And I'll be damned if I let life or a person or a misalignment convince me of anything else. I can correct a misalignment. I can speak truth back to the thoughts in my head about what I've already been able to do and the doors that are open for me to move forward. And I can shine my light before men and women. You can too. So, imposter syndrome. Do you deal with it? Are you now ready to fight it? And let the world know where your brilliance lies. I hope so, friends. Um, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Black Girls Guide to Self-Care. Even with my scratchy voice right now as I'm recovering from all this travel and whatnot. Um... I just want to say thank you. And also in this, if you're dealing with your imposter syndrome and you have some areas you need to take a risk, you need to bet on yourself. You have some things you need to produce and put out there in the world. Check out my new book, 28 Days to Launch. And it's about how you take your dreams and move them from idea to reality. It's the perfect companion guide as you prepare for 2020, as you um, work to get your life to exactly where you want to be as you it's a form of self-care to let your dreams live in the world. Um, it does something to your soul when you see your baby alive, like it'll do something to my soul when I pick up the copies of my new book and my hand copies for me. When I touch those, that's going to do something different for me. And the same is true for you. So pick up my new book, 28 Days to Launch, available on Amazon Kindle and in hard copy in the Amazon store. Um, and Bet on yourself, take a risk, and let your ideas live. Bring your dreams to reality and shine your light. So that's all I got today. I love you, friends. And now I'm going to go get ready for church because after all of this, I'm going to go praise the Lord for making me who I am in this season and reminding me that no imposter lives here. So love you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. If you're ready to get started on your own self-care journey and you need some help, check out the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care workbook, 
You can find it on Amazon.com, and we would love for you to have it to help you in your self-care journey. You can also join us on social media. We have a Facebook group, The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. On Twitter, you can find us at Black Girl Self-Care. And on Instagram, we are Black Girl Self-Care Revolution. So come on over and join us online. Keep the conversation going um, and stick with us in between episodes. Love you so much. Thank you for joining me today. And I just hope that you have an amazing rest of your day, month, week, year, that it is literally you living your best life. So till next time, be well.